0: Love Talk Radio.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there today, this wonderful Friday afternoon? Hope everyone is having a a great week, having a great day, and everything is going well for you. That's right. We're back, y'all. That's right. For another outstanding show for you. And this is going to be a good one, man. This is going to be a good one. A good one. As the back, you used to say back in the day, this is going to be a good one, good <laughs> Oh, because we're talking finance today, finance, 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 and uh, yeah, I can't wait, I cannot wait to uh, get into this, because this is something that affects us all, whether it's now, in the future, or, you know, to come, you know, we, we all know that um, sometimes, some point in our lives, we are going to be uh, talking, uh, thinking about retirement, and for those that's working now, working hard, and you get that paycheck, and you be trying to figure out what's going on with your paycheck, and why this, what is this, and what is that, well, hopefully we have some answers for you today with all that. And uh, we are really, really excited about today's show. We really are. Okay, let me change that. We really is excited about today's show. Yeah, I like that. We really is excited about it. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> for you English majors, I know that just drives you. for us. But you be okay. Anyway. <clears throat> I only got eighth grade education, so I don't really care as long as you understand what I'm telling you. Right? Right. All right. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, we have a song of the day for you. Hey, we may have two or three songs of the day for you. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of musicy today. You know what I mean? And we also have uh, uh, my black history person for the day.
2: And
1: we have our inspirations, no saying for today. So you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We're gonna have a good day. We're gonna have a good show.
0: You
1: know. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna have a good show today, and um, I'm very, I'm looking very forward to having Miss Faye Moore on the show. And uh, you know, she can tell you her credentials for you skeptics out there that want to know what makes us so special about you know, talking about this stuff. I think I know enough as it is. Well, some of you may know a lot, and there's other you that may not know nothing but think you know a lot. And you know, sometimes we get too we too bullheaded and hardheaded to want to ask for help or ask someone to explain something to us. Well, it's okay. It is really okay. That's why we're here. You know, you can use safe face, and you can have these conversations with your friend and, and and feel as though you're very, very informed and and important and knowledgeable when you just learn the stuff yourself. Ah, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Cause we all do it. We all do it. It's okay though. It's okay. Life is good.
0: <laughs> Life is good.
1: But anyway. Enough of me, jaw jacket. Um, so let me tell you how you can be a part of the show, because there are, there are many ways for us for you and us to communicate with each other during the show. And um, majority of the times you can communicate with us after the show using these same avenues as well. The first way is just call us on the show. Just call us. Pick up your phone, three, four, seven. Eight three eight eight six two two. 8622 Press the number one on your keypad when you're ready to ask a question or comment, and we'll let you in. we we'll see that you're there and you have. You want to join in the conversation, and we'll bring you on in. Yeah, it's just that simple. Now, I must tell you, like I always tell you, if you're on a minutes plan or you get charged for um, you know, going over your time limit or what have you, you may want to um, consider... Consider those points as well before you, you call into the show because I can't pay your phone bill, all right? I can't do it. I'm just telling you ahead of time, I can't do it. Much as I would like to say, yeah, I, I take, I got you back. No, I ain't got you back on that one, y'all. <laughs> I, I ain't got you back on that one. I'm sorry. For my English proficient people, I do not have I cannot help you on that situation during that situation. Okay, all right. As long as we understand each other, all right. So now, with that being said, also, uh, you join us in our chat room that is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Now. If you come in as a guest, the only thing you'll be able to do is read what's being placed in in the um chat room. However, if you choose to come in as a guest, you choose a username of your choosing of course your choice, and you'll be able to comment on what's being put in the in the chat room. real easy, right? Of course it is. Um, another way is you can email me during the show after the show and before the show at w oh, I'm sorry at Eric let's talk at gmail.com. And there's my co-host, L. Dot. No, stop it. P. Leona. twenty four at gmail.com, All right. Yeah. So those are you can you reach her that way. And of course, the show's web page is up and running. And you leave a message there too. And that's www. at gmail. All right. No. <laughs> www.ericletstalk.com. Have you ever had that that moment where your brain is just running faster than your mouth, and for some reason your brain has gone through the the the, the, the moments real fast, and your and your mouth is just behind. I know some of y'all don't do that, but I do it all the time. You know, that's one of those moments where you just have to laugh at yourself. And say, well, it is what it is, right? <laughs> And that's what it is. My mind is running. Oh, my mouth! Mine is running 800 miles an hour, and my mouth is like what two miles an hour right now, trying to catch up. <laughs> oh But anyway, anyway, those are all the ways you participate in the show, and we do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right. So, of course, this is not a, a two-person. Train right here, you know we have a conductor and a co conductor, and yeah, the train get to rolling down the down the track pretty good. We we've got to have that second person rolling up in here. So with that all being said, let me bring that 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 wordsmith in the one with the good, pretty words that's long and intelligible, and I mean just all that wonderful stuff. Things that I'm not, but it's okay. That's why it's two of us, right? Right? So without further ado, labor brand my co-host, the one, the only P. Ross in the house. Please, what's going on? How are you? I'll
3: do agree. great. How are you? I see your words just done left you. Your letters, your words, you got that dyslexia going on today. What's up with that?
1: That's called sleepy brain. <laughs>
3: hey, you gotta work on that, then you gotta work on that.
1: Hey, I'm just going to call it as it is. It's called sleepy brain. You, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, you wake up, but your brain don't wake up at the, on the same level you do, so you have to wait for it to catch up. All
3: right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest.
1: Everybody, done. You wake up and you have, you, you function functioning like, Okay, yeah, I'll be all right in a minute, I'll be all right in a minute, I'll be all right in a minute. He's like, man, this is not working. You know, you want to smack yourself, as some of you do, you smack yourself on top of the face and carrying on, trying to wake yourself up. No, I'd just rather wait until um, it happened naturally. <laughs> I ain't hitting myself now. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Done enough of that when I was a kid. i mm-hmm. will um, just say, it. I got you. All right, we're going to work with it today. We're going to get through it. We're going to work with it. Of course we are. It's like eating a, a, a chicken leg, a chicken thigh, you know. It may take you a while to get to the, to the middle, but once you get there, you're good. You're going figure it out, right?
0: I guess you know. so. <laughs> I know
1: the, Look, I know that went over a lot of people's heads, but I know what I'm talking about, dang it. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Anyway, anyway. So, what you think about today's show? You, you you think we got the good one? Somebody gonna learn something today?
3: Oh yeah, we are. We all gonna learn something today. I think it's gonna be a very uh, informational show, and I think a lot of people gonna have a lot of takeaways from it as well. When they're looking at their paycheck, they're gonna be able to understand, hey, what this mean, what that means. They're gonna be able to know you know, what everything means, and if there's an issue or a question, you know, they can go to their, you know, employers intelligently and tell them, hey, y'all need to look at this if it's not right, or what have you. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah. so I think it's going to like be a really good you, thing. I like
1: the way you said that intelligently. You know, don't be going in
0: mm-hmm.
1: there, I, I got something some, here, something on my, my paycheck ain't right. You know, yeah intelligently, y'all you y'all go ahead and you know, and uh y'all go ahead and you know talk pretty decent, okay, so some of y'all, pretty decent is just like okay, but anyway, all right, saying, and we go ride a little, we l we're gonna keep on riding, um and we're gonna have some fun today, we talking money, y'all, and we're gonna have some fun. We are gonna talk a little bit about payroll and payroll taxes, savings, which the majority of Americans do not have. Retirement plans, employer provided or cafeteria plans. I don't know what's a cafeteria plan. What what that is? That's when you go in there and sell a plan so you can eat every day, like in the lunchroom. No, you know, back in the day we had. No. You know, back in the day no. when we had reduced lunch, where you can pay so much but you still get a full lunch. Is that what we talking about? Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Looking. So. Okay. Well, I guess that was the okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna learn something for real today, huh? Cafeteria plan. That's mm-hmm. an interesting term, though. See, when you say cafeteria, she would have called it in my mouth. I'm, I'm thinking food now. Cafeteria food. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, with the big lady in the back, that's just ugh, never mind. Um, self-employment retirement,
2: uh, uh, IRAs,
1: both traditional, raw, four one k's, stocks investment, bonds, because I know when I first came, when I went in the military, I used to get, um, the, what was those things called, savings bonds all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I had kept some of them, you know, but being a young and dumb, you know, stood as I was, you know, I wasn't really thinking on the level of future. But we'll get to that in a little while, too. I don't want to bore you all with my <sighs> fun times. All right. So, <laughs> thank you, Ross. We're we going to get to you here. We're going to bring you back here in a minute after the um, song of the day because uh, we got some stuff going on. We got some stuff going on. But,
0: hey, y'all, we got a
1: song of the day for you. It's a medley. It's a medley, man, but it's a good song, a good mixture of songs, and you're going to be surprised. You really are. You're going to be surprised at who's singing and what they're singing and how they're singing it. And, you know, this performance, I think, was the, the essence of how you do things. How you sing a dang-on song, man. See, I can't even sound like that. How you sing a dang-on song. Really? Not really. Anyway, here's a, a medley from Joyful Noise, the movie. Y'all enjoyed it. I see y'all a little bit. I'm tired. Stop! Stop,
0: stop, It's not enough love. up, dined enough. The Lord is worthy to be praised, is he not? I said, The Lord is worthy to be praised, isn't he? Here's
3: what I'd like to do I'd like to take him just a little bit higher in here. Come on, now you understand me. Can we take him a little bit higher?
0: Do you mind if we lift him up and take you higher? I don't know what they're doing. Just follow my cues, give them everything you got. Give me some of that sly (laughs) stove.
1: And some of y'all know all the songs that the beat y'all were listening to. So, yeah, make a joyful noise. Yeah, and I know I could have edited all that other stuff out. I didn't want to because I wanted you to have the whole thing. Nothing but the whole thing. And anyway, yeah, that was your song of the day. All right? <laughs> okay, that's one of these moments, y'all. I just had to laugh at myself. Okay? Anyway, welcome back to Let's Talk Up Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Got my co host, P. Ross, riding with me today. And, um, uh, we got Faye Moore coming, with the, coming in with us here in a few moments. We'll uh, talk about some financial planning and things, wonderful things like that. And I really want y'all to um, be taking notes and stuff because we got some good information for you today. All right? So uh, let's see what we got coming up now. Uh, we got the Black History Moment. But before we do, check this out. You want to talk to us? No problem, 347-838-8622, hit the number one on your keypad, let us know you want to talk, we'll bring you in. Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Alright, so, those are all the ways you can participate, and I do want to hear what, y'all, you got questions today, it's your day to ask them, okay? Come on, talk to me, y'all. Alright, so, without further ado, here she comes. The one, the only Michael Hope <laughs> with the Black History Moment. Take it away, P.
3: Well, you almost forgot, didn't you? You forgot. You almost went there. Right? Well, today's I'm... Black History person is an inventor. Some of you may have heard of him, other of you probably not. His name is Granville T. Woods. He was born. In 1888, um, he died in 1910. He had uh, over 30 patents, I believe, uh, electronic patents. Um, What he did was, actually, I gave you all the date of birth that that, that he was not born then. That was his first invention. That was his first patent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh You're
1: talking about me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's one and all rubbing off. He was born
4: <laughs>
3: to... <laughs> contamination by association. That's what it is. Me do uh, no understand that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, he was born in Columbus, Ohio, on uh, April twenty third, 1856. He was born to free African-American slaves, but, you know, still, because he was born, he still couldn't go to school. Until his early um, teens, he worked a variety of jobs, including as a railroad engineer, a railroad machine shop, um, as an engineer on a British ship and a steel mill, and as a railroad worker. He lived in New York City during that time from 1876 to 1878, where he started taking courses in engineering and electricity, because it was a subject that he realized early on that it was a key to his future. He moved back to Ohio in the summer of 1878, Springfield Jackson and Pomeroy Railroad Company to work at the pumping station. And what that did, you know, it was the shifting of the cars um, from the city of Washington Courthouse, Ohio. Then he was employed by the Davis Southeastern Eastern Railway Company. And as an engineer, he was only there 13 months. And during the time while he was traveling between Washington Courthouse and Dayton, um, he began to form ideas that would be later accredited as his most important invention, and that was the Inductor Telegraph. He worked in the area until the spring of 1880, and then he moved to Cincinnati. Hey, hometown Cincinnati, hey! While living in Cincinnati, he eventually set up his own company to develop, manufacture, and sell electrical apparatus. And in 1889, he filed his first patent for an improved steam boiler furnace. Because remember, back then, everything ran off steam. So he, he improved it because he invented this thing, whatever it did. And, and actually, it was a boiler and a furnace. So it heated up the place. His, his, his patents were mainly for electrical devices, including his second invention, an improved telephone transmitters. The patent for his device, which combined the telephone and the telegraph, was bought by Alexander Graham Bell. If you didn't know that, and the payment that he got from that freed him to devote himself to his own research. In other words, he didn't have to work for anybody else after he received that money. It was one of the one of his most important inventions was the troller, a grooved metal metal wheel that allowed streetcars, later known as trolleys, to select electrical power from overhead. So those wires that y'all seen that that trolley came from, yeah, he invented that. As well as the induction um, telegraph, which was the most important thing that he invented. Uh, it was a multiplex telegraph, also known as the induction t- telegraph or a block system. He invented that in 1887. It allowed men to communicate by voice over telegraph wires, ultimately helping to speed up important communication and subsequently preventing crucial errors such as train accidents. Woods defeated um, Thomas Edison's lawsuit that challenged his patent and turned down Edison's offer to make him a partner. Thereafter, Woods was often referred to as the Black Edison. So you remember Thomas Edison was 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 credited for um, inventing the telegraph and such other things, but it was actually Woods who actually invented the multiplex telegraph. And Edison, it, in in other words, uh, tried to say that he had stolen his his invention, but it was actually Woods who had the first patent for that invention. Um, after receiving a patent for the multiplex telegraph. Woods reorganized his Cincinnati company as the Woods Electric Company in 1890. He moved his own research operations to New York City, where he was joined by his brother, Lake Wood, who also had several inventions of his own. His next most important invention was the power pickup device in 1901, which is the basis of the so-called third rail currently used by electric power transit systems. From 1902 to 1905, he received patents for an improved air brake system. He died in and on January 30, 1910, in New York City. Granville Keywoods had invented 15 appliances for electric railways, received nearly 60 patents, many of which were assigned to the major manufacturers of electrical equipment that are part of today's daily life. So. That is Granville T. Wood. Yay. Look him up on, look him right. on the internet for additional information. All right. Now I bet you didn't know that.
1: I know my lights come on.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hello.
0: Are you he good with me? <laughs>
4: Okay, so, I mean, really
3: so, means- so when you take yeah. the pallies and subways and trains and all that stuff, he's responsible for a lot of that, a lot of those things being able, you know, for the tracks to be switched back and forth and all of that, and everybody got to manually go out there and do it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, that that's a,
1: that's a smart guy, you know. The, I mean, yeah, hey, he, he got was. me. But yeah. you know, hey, you, was
2: talking, you.
1: About, you know what I thought about sitting up here? You know, you deal mm-hmm. with all that that stuff, that type of electricity and current. I wonder how many times did he get shocked.
3: Well, that is a thought. Now, that
1: is a thought. I oh, mean, I, uh, I'm not trying to be funny, but I, I mean, that just you, can you just imagine you 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 inventing all this, but you're still getting all that uh, that that current sitting up your body every <laughs> man. That could yeah. be a good feeling. Wow. All right, Grandville T. Man, that's a heck of a name right there. Granville T. Wood. Mm-mm. All right. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. I'll tell you. All right, y'all. As she said, if you want to find out more, you know where to go. YouTube, um, 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 um,
0: um, um, ooh,
1: searches on the internet, library, which nobody goes to the library anymore. And I'm sure you can find it something on Wikipedia and all that other stuff. All right, so that was your Black history person of the day Alright enough, stop Hold your horses I hope y'all do sit down, got your pencil paper ready so it's that time y'all To bring Our host co- our, co- our, 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 our guests in today <laughs> My brain's still playing tricks on me <laughs> Alright Let me try that again It's that time y'all To hear from Miss Faye Moore the guest today, and uh, I'm going to shut up for some reason. My tongue, lips, and brain are not on the same sheet today, and I just, uh, I don't know. But regardless, Faye, welcome to the show. How are you? And I, we are ready for some bringing brilliant- <laughs> <laughs> to Hello. Hello.
0: Oh,
2: yes, that's better. I couldn't hear you uh, real clear. Good afternoon. Oh, okay. I'm Faye Moore. Uh, have you ever had a week that felt like a month long? <laughs> well, that's how my week has has been, and so I'm going to try my best to give you as much information as possible regarding financial management from a, uh employee's Point of view. Uh, financial management is has two components. It includes your income that you receive and your expenses, and basically is how how you manage your money. Um, a lot of people make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they spend five hundred thousand dollars a year. So if you look at that hundred thousand minus five hundred thousand, that's four hundred thousand dollars that you're spending over the income amount you're receiving. So on the surface, if I went to the bank to buy a house, I think as a banker I would say you can't afford it because you're you know your your debt your your um, income to expense uh, ratio ratio is like too high. Uh, so, first of all, i just put it like this. Growing up, I was fortunate enough to have elementary school teachers who actually talked about financial management. And I remember uh, them taking us to the bank, and I remember having $20. Don't ask me where I got that $20 from, because that's like having, like, $500 when you're a little kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um And I deposit in the bank. Of course I took it out, you know, because I want a new dress or whatever. But I remember that, you know, uh, from elementary school. And when I did, you know, start working um, at various jobs, I kept that in mind. And no matter how much money I made, I always saved something and I always gave away something. Because growing up in church, you know, what you're tired is, you know, you're asked to, to tie 10%, and so I will try to do that. I may not have put the money in church, but I may have given it to somebody. And to me, uh, that's a form of tithing as well when you help somebody in need. That's the way I look at it anyway. Um, and I always save something. You know, if I made $100, I try to save 20 Um And I always work. That's very important, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um
0: Mm-hmm.
2: okay, so now, I do a summary, okay. You grow up, you have great teachers you you, you you're in a learning process when you're from first grade to i'll say seventh you're accumulating information. I don't know about you, but I was really excited about learning and going to school, and I love to read, and I did go to the library all of the time. Of course, nowadays, you don't have to go to the library because you can Google everything. So that was really... that Going to the library, to me, was like going to a party. And I was fortunate enough that my father uh, purchased some encyclopedias for us to read. So once we got those encyclopedias, uh, we didn't have to go to the library as much because we went to the library to look up things for school. And so that was a blessing uh, to me. So a lot of things I know about... Just just comes from reading and uh going to different countries just through the pages of a book, you know. So mm-hmm. after you work, you you get that paycheck, okay? You know, as a little kid you don't have too many expenses, but as an adult and especially if you own a home or you even rent a home, you gotta take all those things into consideration. So, um you you grow up, you work, you, you, you learn information, you know, prepare for a career, whatever job you you get, you have to do a budget. You should do a budget. A lot of people, you spend the money and worry about how they're going to pay their bills later, which is not a good plan. It's not good financial management. Okay, so now, you know, once you actually get a job making some money and you have, you know, you actually write down your income and you write down what bills you have to pay, on, I'll say if you get paid on a bi weekly pay basis, you could you should make your budget based on that bi weekly. If you're making a thousand dollars every two weeks, then you should um look at what bills are due on my payday or if they're due before my payroll or after my payday. Most of the time I try to if my bills, if I get paid on a fifteenth and there's a bill that's due on the uh, end of the month. If I have enough money, I try to pay that bill, too, because I like to be ahead. And that increases your credit score when you pay your bills ahead of time. And also, when you pay a little bit more, it could be a few dollars, dollars more that you pay. If, if a bill is $25, if you pay $27, those little things are the things that increase your credit score. Um, So now we're going to go back to – let's talk about the payroll, okay? Um, Yeah. General general taxes that come out of your payroll, no matter who you are, is your FICA taxes and your withholding. Your FICA taxes is .0765%. Uh, That's for everybody, okay? So that percent, if you make $1,000, you're going to – First of all, you're going to have let's See. It's been a long week. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know it's been a long one, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah I okay. want you to, to
3: get the cafeteria food lady in the cafeteria Okay, I'm going to get to that. Just give me <laughs> a minute. Yeah, it's food. It's insurance plans. I keep telling you that. It's not food.
1: Well, they need yeah. to change the name then. Because when
2: I see cafeteria, yeah. I think about boo I'm going to you know, call like, the IRS after we get off the phone and tell them that you said that they need to change the name, okay?
0: Okay, right. so
2: let's get right. back to the $1,000 that you're making. Okay. Um, right. Let's do uh, bi-monthly, which is twice a month. And it's usually mm-hmm. on the 15th and the end of the month, okay? So, right. if you make a thousand dollars, you're gonna have that 0.0765 percent deducted automatically from that thousand dollars. Okay, that's seventy six dollars and fifty cents. That seventy six dollars and fifty cents is your represents your uh, social security and your Medicare. The social security is the money is, is is that money is put aside, that percentage is put aside for your old age. So if you work and you um you're going to have to pay that social security. That's automatic. You have no option to say I don't want to pay social security. You know, cuz if you don't, you might end up in jail. Okay? The Medicare taxes, that's for um your health insurance when you're at, when you turn 65 years old. When you're 65 years old, um, that's when you're eligible for Medicare, which is different from Medicaid. Okay, Medicare, just remember that. Care means that you cared enough to, or the government cared enough, however you want to look at it, to take some money out of your paycheck. Each pay period, no matter which pay period you have, so that you will have some health insurance insurance during your retirement. Because once you leave a job, you know, uh, depending on what job you have and how many years you work, most jobs do not provide for health care after you uh, quit, retire, or whatever. Okay, so the Social Security part, you're eligible. Currently, now you know all the laws are changing every day, you know, with our new administration, but currently our Social Security, uh, the age, the earliest you can collect Social Security is 62 years of age, okay? I know a lot of people um, have had to collect Social Security, Security earlier than their normal retirement age because they may have lost a job. Uh, Their finances may be such that they really need the money, even though they're working. It's just not enough to cover their bills. So they um, Mm -hmm. apply for Social Security early. Um, The normal retirement age for, well, let's talk about normal retirement age. The normal retirement age, if you were born uh, in 1954 or before, I have some notes. I don't want to tell you wrong. Let me give you a second. Is <laughs> <sighs> long week. Is <laughs> sixty. Uh, I... Sixty-six years old. Any, if you 66. if you um was born from nineteen fifty-five forward, your normal retirement age is sixty-seven years old. What that means is if you retire at your normal retirement age that is established by the federal government, then you will get your full Social Security benefits. If you, if you start collecting Social Security prior to your normal retirement age, if you start at 62, your benefits decrease uh, so much. But, hey, a lot of people don't even live. Uh, To their normal retirement age I I have friends that passed I have a friend that passed away at 59 She had worked on a job for over 30 years Never received a penny Of her retirement income Never received a penny Of her social security And social security as far as I know I have never read that The social security benefits that you would have received Will go forward To your beneficiary It doesn't happen so, uh, if you're in my suggestion, in which I had suggested to her because she had had a heart attack uh, a few years earlier, and she had 30 years, she I mean, she could retire. I said, why don't you retire, enjoy your life, you know, collect your your um. She, well, she wasn't old enough to collect the Social Security because she was 59, uh, but she mm-hmm. could have collected her retirement, and even found some part time to do, but she didn't do it. She uh, had a massive heart attack at fifty nine years old and wasn't able to collect any of that. Now her retirement uh income I know that depending on the uh company you work for, um, there's a limited amount that uh will be given to your whoever your beneficiary is. So, uh, hmm. moving on. Um so hmm. well, don't we uh, that's social, social security
1: don't move, don't, uh the on, FICA hold, hold on for a minute, Faye. Hold on for a minute, okay. Faye, hold on. Um you know, I, I want to get back to that that part about social security because okay. I think that's something that's very important that a, a lot of individuals need to understand. Uh, number one, the reason why they're raising the, the, the age limit as far when you can officially retire because just like you said, they're not counting on you to last that long anyway. So you know, once you're gone, they get to keep the cash for the more most part. But um, you know, like you said, you can you can claim your 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 um. Social Security at eight sixty two. That's the earliest you can get
2: it. That's 62. the earliest you can claim it. Right. If you if and you um ha. if you request a benefit statement, the Social Security Administration um mm-hmm. will send you a benefit statement. They used to send it automatically, but now I think you have to go online and request it. Um, of and course. they will Why send not? you a benefit, benefit statement. The benefit mm-hmm. statement will show you how much money you will receive if you start collecting at 62. It will show you how much money in Social Security you will receive if you start collecting at your normal retirement age, which is 66 if you were born mm-hmm. from uh, 1954 or prior, and 67 if you were born from after 1954. Okay? And then it also shows uh how much money you will receive if you become disabled. And it's and uh that's a that's a higher percentage than say if I uh was fifty five years old and I became mm-hmm. disabled then the amount of money I would receive at fifty five will be a little bit more than I would receive at sixty two. I don't know how they calculate that formula but that that's you know, just the way it is. Now, if you retire at your normal retirement age, you will get a little bit more money than you would receive if you retire at the earliest in the earliest year, which is sixty-two. Okay. Now, to get your full Social Security um, uh, benefits, you will have to wait until you're seventy years old to get your full. Social Security benefits, and then at that age, it's mandatory that you start collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very no. important. Go back to, to to the FICA, which is your Social Security and your Medicare deduction from your payroll. Your employer has to also pay that point oh seven six five, so they have to match it. Okay, and. Mm-hmm. Okay, you only have the seventy-six dollars and fifty cents is deducted from your salary. The employer has to pay that out of their own pocket. The other, the seventy-six dollars and fifty cents. So the total amount that's applied to your social to your social security account will be seventy-six fifty plus seventy-six fifty, which is one hundred and fifty-three dollars. Okay, that's going to mm, be no taken pay- out of your paycheck. I mean, you have no choice in that. You had a question? Uh, no,
1: go ahead. you Go, okay. go
4: ahead. <laughs> Another
2: mandatory deduction from your payroll is your withholding tax. Okay, that's based on your your status, whether you're married, single, head of household, uh, whether or not you're single and, and depending on how many dependents you want to claim during the year, uh The federal government would love If you Would claim As many people as you can During the year so they will not Have to give you a refund That's the ideal situation
1: Yeah I think you need to Try that one home because I don't think a lot of people understand That
2: Okay Most people have been Okay Most people have been Condition to getting a tax refund, okay? So basically, if you are single and you have no dependents, you can, in most cases, you can claim single zero. What that means, if you claim single zero, you're going to have to pay the highest amount of withholding tax. No, you, that's going to be the highest amount is going to be deducted from your payroll check. Okay, if you claim single one, that means that a little bit less will be deducted so you could bring home more money, okay? If you claim single two, because you you know is that, the, say you start working in October, it's near the end of the year, you know you're not going to make that much money and you haven't been working, you need money now. You might, although you just one person, you might claim single too, okay? And because you need your money now, you know, uh, so that will allow you to bring home more money, you know, by monthly when you get paid. So I can I can do do an example, but I don't want to get into that because we have a lot to discuss. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's that's the idea. So if you go to if you Google if you go to IRS.gov, publication fifteen. It will have a tax table in there, and that way you could calculate, you know, pretty much what your uh, withholding tax is going to be based on uh, your completing your W four. The W four form is what you have to complete when you start working on a job and and you they ask you, a, you know, filing status form, that's what it is, and you select whether or not you're single, zero, or single one, that will determine how much money uh, is going to be taken out of your biweekly payroll. So the two things that are mandatorily taken out of your payroll, you don't have any say in it, is the FICA, which is the combination of Social Security and the Medicare tax, is deducted from your paycheck and the employer has to match that amount as well. Okay, but only the only the seventy six fifty gets deducted from your paycheck. The other seventy six fifty the employer has to pay to the government. Okay? And then the withholding tax, which is based on your filing status. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have with various employers that's when the cafeteria plan comes in. The cafeteria plan, in simple uh, terminology, is that it's, it's 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 various items that fall under the cafeteria plan. The cafeteria plan uh, is section one hundred and twenty-five of the Internal Revenue Code. You can also find that under IRS.gov. Okay. Any accountant, CPA, accountant, whoever you use, they live at the IRS.gov because you know people will come if you do prepare somebody's taxes. They say, "Well, they give you their W two at the end of the year, and they say they look at you because they see two thousand dollars was hell, and they say they think they're gonna get that whole two thousand dollars back, but it doesn't work like that. The tax laws change constantly." and anybody who prepares a tax uh, return have to refer to the IRS.gov, which is the the government regulation. Anything you want to know about in doing your taxes, you can find it there. If you're bored and, and 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 you you have some time to read, pull up Publication 15. It has a world of information. You may not understand it. Don't matter. You can Google the Google the words. It does not matter. Okay but uh that's that I call the publication fifteen it's sort of like the Bible because it it will lead you to other publications uh that will help you along the way as you come to to that in that publication um okay, so those we talked about uh the Social security and the um Medicare and your withholdings now the cafeteria plan the cafeteria plan is a way for employer employers to offer uh, various benefits to employees on a pre-tax basis and let's talk about pre-tax pre-tax means okay let's keep with that thousand dollars you're making uh twice a month okay so there's various type of benefits under a cafeteria plan. They have a flexible spending account, limited purpose, uh, flexible spending account, dependent care assistant plan, and premium-only plan. These type plans allow the employer uh, to only tax your earnings on a pre-tax basis. So what that means is if you make $1,000, Every twice a month, okay. And say if you say I wanna I wanna put some money in a 401k, okay. All right, say I wanna put two hundred dollars in a 401k, okay. So one thousand dollars is your gross amount, and the two hundred dollars is what you're gonna put in a 401k, which is a retirement plan, okay. So what what the cafeteria plan allows the employer to do, and this is within the Section 125 Governor, IRS uh, Internal Revenue Code Regulation, is to only tax you on $800 instead of $1,000. So that means that your taxes on your income is going to be less, and that's a bit, a good benefit to have. Okay, now the portion... Of the, if your employer match whatever you put in your 401 uh, k plan, say if you put two hundred dollars and they say, well since you put two hundred dollars, I'm gonna match it. I'm gonna give you two hundred dollars also. Well, that two hundred dollars can won't be deducted because you're you're not you're not putting it in, into the plan from your wages. The employer is helping you out, you know basically. So again, you can only uh, your taxes will be based on eight hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars, and it's, it's, it's various different types of uh, flexible spending uh, plans. Uh, one of the, one of the plans that I like that work for me, and it all depends on your financial situation, how much money you make, how many bills you got to pay. You know, it's an individual thing. I like what they call a the Roth IRA. What happens with the Roth IRA? Okay. You can that two hundred dollars instead of you can you can have that deducted from your pay, okay? And uh, okay, you can deduct that from your pay, but you're still gonna gonna be taxed on a thousand dollars instead of the eight hundred dollar with the with the traditional Roth IRA. I mean, I'm sorry. With the traditional four, the, with the traditional 401k. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I'm saying the wrong thing. Long way. Let's get back. Forget the 401k. We're talking you.
3: about the you, IRAs,
2: you. the traditional you, IRAs you. and the Roth IRAs. That's that's the traditional IRAs is like I said before. Um, you can you can have um, your taxes will be based on eight hundred dollars instead of the Thousand dollars. Okay, that's the uh, the four hundred one k. With the IRAs, you have a traditional IRA and you have a Roth IRA. Traditional IRA, you're gonna be uh, your tax will be based on eight hundred dollars. With the Roth IRAs, your tax is gonna be based on the one thousand dollars. But the good thing about the Roth IRAs is you don't have to worry about paying taxes on that two hundred dollars later because they're taxing your full gross salary of $1,000, okay? So when you would draw that money out, that Roth uh, IRA money out of your retirement account, that's your money straight up. You don't have to uh, pay any taxes on it. You don't have to worry about the taxes. Um, the good thing about that is that you don't know how this tax, uh, this tax situation is going to be. And so... Uh, it could go up. It could go down. Most of, most likely, the way things are looking now, it probably is going to go up. I don't know. I can't predict. Uh, but I like the fact that I don't, you know, although I'm having to pay taxes, you know, you know, on my growth, I like the fact that I can take money out of my Roth account and not be penalized with taxes. There is a period of time that you have to have the money in there, and the amount that you withdraw is – you can't withdraw the interest that you earn on the um, the Roth. Um, you can only withdraw the principal. So a simple example is if you put $200 in there, you have to have that money in there a certain length of time, and then once you pass that length of time, then you can take that $200 out. But if it earned $14 in interest, you can't take two hundred fourteen dollars out. You can only take the two hundred dollars out. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move forward. So that's a that's a simple explanation of the cafeteria plan. The basic benefit of cafeteria plan is that you're only gonna be taxed on um, is the pre-tax benefit of it. Okay. 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 Hold uh, hold on um,
3: for a second. Um, now, when you were talking about the, uh, I want to go back for a minute. Okay. When you were talking about the the uh, social security, right, and yeah. and the age that that you retire on, and all of that, I want to just make make this clear. All right. So now, <clears throat> on the social security, the later was the, what, what was what you said that the later now you, you you can retire or, or file for your social security between the age of sixty seven and seventy.
2: Okay, but the later no 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 that's not what I said. Okay, I said so the you earliest can. you can retire. I mean, earliest earliest you can start collecting your social security benefit is sixty two years of age.
4: Okay,
2: okay. If, if you okay. were born. This four, at, if you were born in 1954 or earlier, your full retirement age is 66 years of age, okay? If you wait to your full retirement age, you're going to get the full amount of your Social Security benefits. However, they're saying if you wait until you're, okay, I, I have a percentages here, okay? If you wait, if you retire at your full retirement age, if you retire at sixty-two, your benefits is gonna be reduced substantially because you, basically you're you're uh, collecting your. I'm no, sorry. If you start collecting Social Security at sixty-two, your benefits are gonna be substantially reduced because the government said your full retirement age if you were born uh, in 1954 or prior. Is 66 years of age, so you're essentially um, collecting your Social Security benefits four years earlier than we said that you can. So we're going to penalize you for that, okay? All right, so now if you wait to 69 years old, if you wait to start collecting your benefits when you're 69 years of age, uh, then your benefits are going to be... Higher, okay, If you wait until you're seventy, then you will get the maximum amount of benefits that you could receive under Social Security based on your income that you earn, okay, they have a formula for that. I'm not gonna go into that, okay, um, but they have a formula for everything, so that's that's what I said now. Do you have a question? On that, no,
3: I was just trying to, to to clarify that that you know the amount of money increases that the uh, amount of money increases the later the longer you wait to uh file for your benefits That that was the point the longer I, you I,
2: wait, the more money you're gonna get that's basically mm-hmm. it right so, yeah. But, yeah, you know it depends that's on it. your financial situation, and yeah. sometimes you know if you look at. I I'll I just say, for example, if 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 you were if you start collecting at sixty two, and you're getting like two thousand dollars a month, and you're sick, and you're tired, and you need that extra money because you got a lot of uh, uh, health insurance copay that's building up because you had surgery, uh, my advice to you is start collecting your money at sixty two because you have a lot of health problems, you may not you might die before even being able to collect one penny of all that money that has been deducted from your paycheck all all those years mm. you worked you know like with mm. my aunt friend that passed away at fifty nine she didn't collect any of her social security that was deducted from her 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 payroll uh at a job that she worked for thirty year over thirty years and didn't even enjoy her retirement because she wasn't retired. So, I mean, her uh, beneficiaries got some money, but they they they, they wouldn't, was not going to give her the full amount that she would have received if she had lived longer, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah. you know, and like I said, it's, it's a personal decision. It's based on your own personal situation. Nobody knows but you, what bills you have, and how much money you, you can uh, you know, put on a facade for the world, you know, look look like a million dollars. But, you know, your your budget might only be a thousand dollars a month, you know? So it's 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 a personal thing. And so you have to base on, you know, what what you know for sure about your 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 income and your your expenses. Um you know, there's like we we talked a little bit about the retirement plans. There's four hundred one k, the IRS plans, and um, for self-employed uh, people, they have different uh, plans. You know, that's available for for them as well. Um, the state of Florida has a, uh, you know, has several options within their retirement plan. Um, you know, uh, talked a little bit about the traditional IRAs and the Roth IRAs and the 401Ks. Uh, there's other ways. All of, all of these retirement plans you participate in so that when you retire, most people income reduced when they retire because they're only living on uh, their Social Security uh, benefits and their retirement benefits. And that all depends on uh, where you work, the social security depends on how many years you work and on the salary you 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 made when you uh you worked um and then there's other ways you can prepare for retirement some people invest in stock um, some people invest in buns you know um apple when it it first started out uh uh you know i i remember making a small investment in it, it was uh, $78 per share. And uh, thank God I held on long enough to to it became like at $1.600 per share. So that was a great in, increase and a blessing. <laughs> so, you know, but everybody can't um, afford to participate in the stock market or they tell you only, only um, invest. What you can afford to lose, because to me the stock market is like a form of the lottery. You know, you're taking a high risk. But if you know, if you look at historical figures for a uh, stock, and you see that, you know, like with the the, the Apple, it you know it was at seventy eight when I went in, and it got as high as six hundred dollars per share. You know, and you you know you look at the history and see how it's progressing. So this is. Uh, this is n this is low risk mean that it's chances are, oh, I'm gonna make some money, and so those are the type of things you look at. you don't have to put in a lot of money you know uh you know you just put in what you have you know if you have it if you, if you don't you can put your money in the bank and I think if you get one percent interest on your savings, you're lucky you know because uh, the interest rate is very very low um on the savings account um I think that uh, I was just about covered, but I wanted to talk about uh, too. Oh.
3: Okay, now, 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 I understand what what the cafeteria plans are. Uh, unlike Mister Talk, he's still you know trying to get a sandwich or something. Okay. But um, <laughs> but um, um, the the what I am trying to say. Okay. Ain't they nothing wrong are, with are, you, You're not... Go to the kitchen, get your sandwich or something while, while we're discussing, you know, finances. So you won't be all... Good <laughs> and then, and then maybe your brain will function a little bit better and keep up with your mouth. I don't know. Maybe you're just angry. I don't know. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
3: anyway, uh, Miss Fay. um... The cafeteria plans, right? Those are not taxed. Those are, are pre-tax um, plans. Now, right. when you're talking about when you're talking about, I know one of the one of the things I didn't hear you mention, um, which I wanted to ask about, was the deferred compensation. Is that part of a cafeteria plan or not? Are, are uh, those I'm going to say yes jokes-
2: because in general, uh, is is pre-tax. Okay. And and the, and the okay. 401K is a deferred compensation benefit.
0: Okay. Okay,
2: so whatever you, uh, like with the $1,000, if you are um, um, involved with the 401K plan and you mm-hmm. have $200 taken out of your uh, paycheck twice mm-hmm. a month, that's $400 right. a month, you're only going to have to pay taxes on the $800, which is $1,000 less to $200 that you um, uh, contributed to the 401K. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, some jobs yeah. don't offer cafeteria plans. Some jobs just, I guess they're too small. I'm sure there's um a, a employee limit that you have to have. Uh, uh, I would say Anybody have any additional questions On the cafeteria plan Go to section 125 Go to irs.gov And just uh, on the search engine Just put section 125 And they have a lot of information A whole world of information For you to read on that Okay All right. Now
3: talk to me about uh, You know The deferred compensation The Roth IRA You know different things like that these are things that you put um, in, your, in your in your retirement but what 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 happens to those once you leave employment or, or you know whether your job ends or whether they fire you or whether you move to another job or what have you If okay. you move to another place of employment are you able to take those funds with you and if you're no longer employed with that company, do you have access to those funds, and is there a penalty, you know, if you, you request those funds to
2: be taken out? Okay, all these all these uh, questions you're asking depends on the employer that you're working for, and mm-hmm. it depends on the type of plan that they have. Uh, in my experience, uh, when I've left jobs, you know, sometimes depending on my financial situation, again, I took all my money out of my retirement plan because it was money that I had to live on. You know, sometimes, you know, I would just leave a job because of the stress level, and I was like, you know, you look at what you – because you got to eat after you leave. You make those kind of decisions. You know, so, oh, what do I have in my retirement plan? Now, if you've only been working there a few years, then you maybe have, if you're lucky, uh, you had a, a situation where they match your contributions to your mm-hmm. 401K. You might have maybe $5,000. Everything depends on your salary and how much money you could afford to put into the plan. You know, right. you might take that $5,000 out to eat on, to pay some bills on until you find other employment. Okay? But there's a situation where maybe your new job didn't start for a month because you wanted to take a break in between. You might okay. be able to take some of it out, but that's your money. And you can take it all out, or you can keep it in. If you, in some places, depending on your situation, if you take it out, you are gonna have to uh, pay taxes on that money. If you didn't have a Roth, if you didn't have a Roth uh, IRA, you would have to pay taxes on the on the money. If you had a traditional IRA, you know, okay, if if you had a four hundred one k, you know, they, uh, you know, you would have to pay taxes on that money, you know. Because uh, the 401K, you know, since they, it's pre tax, they deducted that from your, your salary initially. But now that you withdraw it, you're going to have to pay taxes on that money. And what the heck? We're going to have to pay taxes anyway. But if I need to pay my mortgage and my rent or uh, my utility bill, what I care about taxes. You know, hopefully at the end of the year you'll be able to uh, get some of that money back because they're going to take it out at, a very high percentage rate. You know, like if you had $5,000 in there, they, 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 they're going to automatically take, I think it's 20-some percent out. You know, it's not going to be your regular uh, 7.5, 7, 7.65%. It's going to be more than that, you know. It's going to be, wait a minute, let me tell you, what, it's going to be, it's going to be your, your your for your Social Security and Medicare, it's, that percentage is going to be the same. But if you're withholding, they're required to take additional amounts out when you withdraw money like that. Because basically the government want to make sure they get whatever taxes uh, that's due to them from your early withdrawal re- of your retirement. They don't care about your, your situation, you know. But you have to do what's best for you. Yes. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I just you know I just wanted to know whether you know what the uh, penalty was you know uh, it in it <laughs> I can't tell you that I tell you it's, it's, it's a high percentage you know you might be at uh, a fifteen like I said they have to take I don't I don't have the exact amount in, in with me but I know it's twenty two percent it's a lot. And
3: that's that's okay.
0: And that twenty two percent that they take, that is money
2: that they take right out that's of the you They deduct Deducted from it. your withdrawal. If you if you withdraw, say I'm taking out five, I'm taking out all my money, and it equates to five thousand dollars. They're gonna deduct that FICA, which is the Social Security and the uh, Medicare tax, and uh-huh. they're gonna deduct withholding from that amount. And whatever the difference is, that's what you're gonna get.
3: I don't see that. Don't seem fair. It's my money, right?
0: <laughs> because the government
2: says we, we, you, you know, you gotta pay taxes on this money. Another thing about Social Security is think about all the people who are receiving Social Security disability. Right. All of those people are younger than sixty-two. So that's another thing when they talk about the Social Security uh, funds are going to be are going to uh, give out by 20. I think they said 2020 now. Uh, that's because a lot of people, you know, there's statistical data that they use to calculate and do all these estimations for uh, mm-hmm. the length of time, that the, the funding they have in Social Security that's collected from your payroll taxes. Oh, that isn't taken into consideration. But when so many people uh, apply for disability at an early age, earlier than 62, that means that 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 the fund that they have estimated that you uh, they're gonna have available for people who retire at their normal retirement age or at the at 62. 62, which is the earliest date that you can start collecting Social Security, and then 66 mm-hmm. if you were born uh, in 1954 or earlier, and then 67 if you were born after 1954, That disability, those people on disability that are younger than 62 are diminishing that fund. So the estimation, so they got to re, recalculate everything. And so... That's why if you hear them talking about raising that .0765%, uh, that's why they're talking about it, because now basically what they're saying is that there's so many people receiving disabilities fund is being de- 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 depleted because, you know, we didn't expect all these people to be retiring early, you know. But well, that's, that goes into the fact about the health care. That's why the United States need a national Health care, free health care they have it in Canada. We're the we're the uh the the best uh 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 country in the world and you know come on now. We need health care for everybody. It need to be free. It needs to be free. But that's the way it is. So all these things play uh play a factor in, you know, why things happen the way they happen. With our taxes and everything, it's it's complicated, but it's. it's complicated. Okay, now on the on the um
3: um um retirement, um, when you are you, your 401ks or whatever? Now, does that is that the federal amount that that is taxed on there, or does
2: it vary by state? I don't understand your question.
3: When you said that that.
2: Because they're pre tax dollars,
3: does the amount, does the percentage that they take, is that the federal percentage that okay, they take? That's, that's a, a very, very good question. I
2: can't answer that question. I can only answer part of it. All I know is for federal for federal income tax purposes, you have to, if you have a deferred compensation of any kind, whether it be a 401k or r a. A traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or whatever else they have out there, then you have to pay federal taxes on that. Now, to 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 answer your question without not which I don't do, I don't answer question without knowing the answer. I don't think that there's any on your your retirement plans. I'm almost ninety percent sure that you don't have to pay state tax on a retirement plan.
3: Okay, so then that, that
2: 22% already at, is, yeah, is the federal rate. It's, it's a probably a little bit more, you know, I don't have the exact amount, but that's the federal uh, amount that you will have to pay when you withdraw that money early. Okay. Okay? okay. Now, you brought up a good point because... Depending on what, we live in the state of Florida. The state of Florida does not have a state income tax. You know, some okay. of the cities do not have a city wage tax, okay? okay? Our state does not have a state unemployment tax. However, states like Pennsylvania, and depending on what city you live in, I know with Philadelphia, it has, you have to pay your FICA, Mm-hmm. which is your Social Security, Medicare tax. You mm-hmm. have a withholding tax. They have a city wage tax. They have a state tax. And they have a unemployment tax. The unemployment tax uh, is because of, I'm pretty sure they still have it, but I'm not 100% sure. I know when I was, was doing people taxes who lived in the Pennsylvania, uh, they had an unemployment tax, Okay. Uh, that was because the unemployment rate was so high. There's a lot of people on unemployment, so they char- started charging a tax. Uh, the state tax, you know, a lot of states in the United States does does not have a state tax. A lot of people come to Florida and other states because of the tax consequences. You know, we don't have a state tax. In Pennsylvania, well, over 20 years ago when I was doing it, it was 2.2% of your wages, okay? The unemployment tax was maybe point zero zero two of your wages. That means okay. money being deducted out of your salary, mandatory deduction. City wage tax was like almost 5%. Now, that's a lot of money to come out of your paycheck before you, I mean, so when you get your net pay, you know, it ain't, yeah, it ain't pretty. Not. Now, those rates are higher because you're talking about large cities, things cost them more, the the, the wages are, in some cases, I'm not going to say every case, case you make more money, but it sort of balances out because after you get have all those taxes deducted from your salary, you know, hey, you know, it makes a difference.
3: Yeah, it does. It does. Now talking about our net, our net, our net uh, income. At the end of the day, that's what we. At the end of the we... day,
2: if you live in a state like Pennsylvania, and I don't mm-hmm. have the exact percentages of the tax, it could mean the different. Okay, if you live in Pennsylvania, you make a thousand dollars bi monthly, which is the fifteenth of the month, and whatever the last day is of the month. That's two thousand dollars a month. It could be the difference between, like, with the state of Florida. Now we're just talking about the basic taxes. We ain't talking about no child support deduction and uh, savings deduction. We just talking about the basics, because that's other things that gonna decrease your net take home pay. Okay, if you live in a state like Pennsylvania that has a all those taxes, you got your FICA, you have your withholding you have your city wage, you have your state taxes, you have your unemployment taxes, all that together on $1,000. I'm just guessing, you know, it might be like $300 different in what you bring home. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Florida, living in Florida, you might bring home $300 more, but living in Pennsylvania, you might bring home $300 less. You know, with that thousand dollars, I don't. You know, I would have to just sit and calculate that. But that—that's the difference. That's why I think in Delaware, uh, let's see, it's—it's it's, it's quite a few states that do not have uh, state income tax. And, and when you're talking about retirement, uh, that's something to consider because you want to try to keep as much of your money as you can. Because even some when you retire, like I said, when you retire, you take that money out of your 401K or, or, or IRA, traditional IRA. You don't have to pay taxes on that money. Whereas if you had a Roth IRA, you don't have to pay taxes because you already paid the taxes, you know. So those are, when you're talking about your financial management, everything depends on uh, what your income is and what your monthly expenses, you know, are, you know, so... Uh, okay, my question my question
3: was gonna be gonna be this. Okay, now you see a discrepancy in your in your net um, in your net income. Okay, uh, as far as the end of the day on on your paycheck, because we know on that paycheck we see the year to date on there, and then we see the the net pay for that pay period. You see um, two
2: line, two columns. One is 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 based on that fifteenth of the month, what you made for this ta- this tax period, and then right. they have another column with the year to date amount. All that's doing is if you started a job in January, all it's doing is for each line item, it's accumulating. If you make two thousand dollars a month, and this month is uh, this is May. So, say by the end of, of April at $2,000 a month, you have made $8,000. And that's what that year to date amount will show. And the same thing <laughs> yes. for the FICA, the withholdings, and whatever, ever. In, in your net pay, all it's doing is accumul- it's telling you at the end of the day what you have earned and what the t- taxes have been deducted and what net pay you have year to date.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's
2: what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I wanted to uh,
3: explain, the difference between uh, both of those because um, a lot of people look at their, their pay stubs and don't really understand exactly oh, what know, them, it's the, the difference between those two things. Yeah,
2: so you, you to, should be able to go to whoever prepares your payroll and ask them to explain it, especially when you first start a job, that first pay, you should really make sure things are corrected because I have had this experience where not enough uh, taxes were being taken out of my payroll. And then I had it spend too much because whoever was preparing the payroll had the tax rate uh, was incorrect. It. But at the, at the end of the year, you can reconcile it in some cases, uh, especially with the federal tax. But when you have other taxes like state and city, uh, you really? have to actually uh, – you actually have to file uh, a tax return what they call a reconciliation uh return to make sure the amount that they took out of your paycheck during the year that year to date amount uh agrees to what you, they should have it reconciled. so if you were if you they were taking too much money out and you did the reconciliation that means that you would get that different back from the city or the state, depending. If you didn't pay enough, they'll send you a bill. I you. Got
3: you.
2: So, uh, a lot of people live in Florida. A lot of people live in various states. Uh, because I think Delaware is another state that has no uh, no state income tax. Alaska, Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, Oregon. You know, uh, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can make more money living in those uh, the big city and those other states. New York probably has the highest ones in the world because <laughs> everything is so expensive okay. in New York. But well, you might make a uh, make make more money, but you, half of it's going out in taxes. So at the end of the year, you try to do what you can or purchase like a home. You know, if you own a home, right? So it depends now. <laughs> And I don't want to get into income taxes because that's a whole nother subject all by itself. But just in general, uh, if you're able to itemize, that means that, you know, you, you you do your 1040, and then they have what they call a Schedule A and B. They have yes. what they call family deduction. Uh, that's for people who don't have a lot of expenses and are eligible to itemize. They give you a standard deduction, and the government has been increasing the standard deduction because they really only want, I would say, and I'll say with caution, for the very wealthy people uh, to be able to itemize. Because that's less work for the the, the employees, uh, the federal government, and it's, it's less uh, time-consuming if you just do what they call a short form. But uh, a lot of people, I recommend anybody, even even though even if you don't make that much money, still do the long form. Because sometimes people miss out on tax deductions because they're tax preparer. First of all, there's a lot of people out here preparing taxes that are just buying a software like QuickBooks. Uh, uh, they have software, uh, TurboTax, all those type software they're doing they're preparing their own tax return and if you don't know you got to be able to review those forms that you create uh you doing your taxes yourself and know what they mean you know a lot of times you miss out on benefits because you clicking yes to something that you should be clicking no and when that software calculates they're going to calculate based on what you click you know and so right. it's important to, if you're going to do your own taxes, take your time and read. And and, and, and and you know, if you know somebody on the job that's an accountant or somebody who has experience, there's a lot of people out here that do not have any degree, not a CPA or anything like that, but they know how to do taxes because they read those publications and they know, you know uh... What you can and what you cannot do. If you have somebody, you can even pay somebody if, that you know that do tax. Can you just review it and see if I made a mistake? Sometimes, you know, people out there, they'll review it for you. And uh... Mm-hmm. then if you want them to do it, of course, you're going to have to pay a fee, but may not be as much, you know, as you would have to pay if they had uh... completed initially. But I got uh, it. I've done uh, a lot of people return, a lot of people. Are uh, uh, just afraid of uh, the IRS. They're just human beings, you know. I've I've been through audits and and uh, been uh, help people with their audits. They're just human beings. They want you to communicate. If you ignore their letters and stuff, that's when you get in trouble. They make mistakes, and one thing that is very important is if you ever get audited by the IRS. That's the opportunity for you to redo your tax. You can you can have you can do, have your taxes amended. Then you can say to them, you can hire somebody and say, look, I I want to amend my tax uh, uh, return because I missed something. You know, it may be in your favor. You may have to pay, or you may not. You may get more money. You know, it depends. But that's the time that you can amend your return. And a lot of people just just accept whatever they say. R S the people that work there are human beings. They're not machines. Those machines make mistakes, too. They get off, you know, and they have to be, you know, re- reconstructed or recalculated or whatever they do. They have to have an IT person, you know, the the software person, to come in and look at it because nothing is perfect, you know. Uh, so, you know, you really, like I said, if you're gonna do it yourself, take your time, and it's, it's nothing wrong with consulting with someone that that uh, that is in the business or 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 has experience doing a tax return. You know, um, that that's very important. You know, I've done tax return where I've done, I, I went back seven years with one lady because you know she had her mother-in-law staying with her for years. And she wasn't claiming her, and her her husband was taken care of. I said, you know, you, you, you should have claimed her, so I did an amended return, and I put that mother-in-law on that return, and she got that she got enough money back to get the roof, the new roof that she needed on her house. You know. Okay, I got, I got a
3: question. I got a question um, on 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 that as well, because you were talking about filing the long form, and you know, at the beginning of the show, you were talking about what we tied and And how we tie it to our churches, would yes. we be able to include that if we deducted you know did the itemized deduction would be able would we be able to include that you know as charitable contribution
2: yeah of course that's that's one of the main uh uh areas where people can include the charitable contribution, not only uh financial monies that you contribute. If you contribute clothing to Goodwill or to your church, you know, what you do is you would, uh, they have a, uh, they have a, when you're doing your non-cash contributions, uh, mm-hmm. they have like a, a form and that they, they give you an estimate based on the condition of the clothes. If they're in excellent condition, medium, poor, they give you an estimated amount that, that those clothing are worth. So you don't have to really think about it. And then with the cash, if you contribute over $500 in cash, then uh, that's when you send a copy. Get a copy from your church or from whoever you contribute that money from. Get a copy, uh, you know, saying that, you know, you contributed to them how much it was and and make sure the year is on there. And uh, I will tell you, just to send it on that copy to the IRS. That way they don't have to question. It. Those are those are the kind of things that, that that's red flag, you know, if it's a lie. And see if you if you put down if you make twenty thousand dollars a year, for example, and you put down uh, that you donated thirty thousand dollars to your church, you are gonna get out of it. Cause IRS first of all, is gonna say, well, how can they afford to to, to get a church twenty? I mean, $30,000, when they um, they only make 20000 You know, that's yeah. kind of a flag. But they didn't know that you know somebody in your family died and left you 100000 You right. know what I mean? And you decided yeah. to pay uh, 30% in tithes on that money. You know what I'm saying? Those are the kind of things. As long as you have document, documentation, you know. And so that would definitely be a time where you have to make sure that that church or whoever you donated that money to give you a receipt, send, you know, the name of the, the church, the uh, whatever, how much you donated, cash amount. And I would even make sure you keep a copy of the check. If you don't have a, a check, if it's a transfer, make sure you keep the transfer records from your bank account. What I do personally, I have every year at the beginning of the year, even even before even because sometimes you get uh, paperwork say like in October note, November that you know you're gonna need for the next year's tax return just get you an envelope a red envelope a green envelope whatever kind of envelope you want and, mm-hmm. and put on there taxes 2018 taxes 2019 okay. because what happened don't even think about it. if you have a question in your mind that this possibly you need this information for your taxes. Don't just yes, put it in an envelope. Yes, that's what I used to tell my tax. Just yes, don't think about it. Put it in an envelope. I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, right. You'll have everything in one place. You know, and it reduces the stress of having to look for stuff. You know, when you're doing getting ready to do your taxes or having someone do your taxes.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got you on that. Now, are there limits to the amount? Now, I understand the, the what you said about um, being a you know being able to prove that you know you had you know that you you gave that amount of money. But mm-hmm. is there limit to the amount of money that you would be able to claim uh, as you donated that you donated? Uh,
2: I don't think there's a limit. You know, because I mean, look at Bill Gates and and people like that, uh, uh, Warren Buffett. And they donate millions of dollars. You know what happens for people who are rich and they donate Mm -hmm. millions of dollars? They'll never have to pay a tax in their life. And that's what I tell people. I've I've done people uh, taxes that are made $300,000 a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're paying like, say, $30,000 in taxes. One man, you know, had one job. He made over $500,000. And uh, he was a lobbyist, and he was paying, like, 50000 in tax. I said, man, why don't you donate that money to some charitable organization? You know, because the government got enough money. The government has money. They can't even locate the people to give them their refund because, you know, they move and they don't leave a forging address, and, and the government has to keep that money. aside. So, do you know how much money, how much interest they're earning off that money? A lot. A lot. Yeah. So I I encourage people to give. You know, if you have a family member that's a member of a church, they have a special uh, program. Donate some money. Just keep
0: a record. Mm-hmm.
2: Make sure that church uh, uh, give you a statement at the end of the year as to how much you donated. You'd be surprised. I'd rather I'd rather give the money to people who you can help. There's a lot of nonprofit organizations that are doing great things. Right in your community Right where you live Uh, Donate in your local To your local uh, non-profits You know Mm -hmm. any any non-profits That are helping uh, Foster children uh, uh, And that's a That's a great example Because you know you might be helping that child But you're actually helping the whole family You know because there's different Situations and circumstances Where a child will end up In foster care you know, right. uh, so it's it just, I, I just believe in giving back that way, you can give it back to your own family members, actually if, they're, if they are, like I said, member of a church, or they work at a non-profit and you have extra money, you know, you hit the lottery, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever, or you coming to some money, somebody uh, paid you some money that you thought you would never see again, you know, hey, thank be thankful for that blessing, and just Donate. You know, it, it makes you feel real good. It makes you okay, feel now, really good. You're back. What so. was just, was
3: just say, while you're talking about um, donating to nonprofits, in order to get those credits, isn't it true that they have to be uh,
2: a 501c3? No,
3: they do they,
2: not. They don't? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, there's, okay. there's 501s and there's 501c3. There's different types of nonprofits. Uh, I can't – I mean, I only worked with uh, 501c3s, but there are different types of situations. There's some private ones. You know, uh, there's different tax laws, and uh, I'm not going to even guess about it. All I can tell you to do is Google it, go to IRS.gov and the search ent- um, uh, uh, area just put in, you know, non-profits. Or whatever You know, whatever you think that you need to have a question answered on taxes or anything like that, though you don't have to pretty it up. Just type it in the way you think, and something will come up. But the main thing is you have to be able to sit down and read it, and even if you don't understand it, you know, sometimes you have to read stuff three times, and then you have to ask somebody. And then y'all have to agree. And, I, and I'm like this. I'm, I'm with uh, everything I do. If a, if I get a two or more agree, that's where I work with. Sometimes I will call the IRS, and I will get three different answers. Then I know I have to call seven times. Because if I uh-huh. get three different answers from th- three different people, I'm going to go to seven. I got you. I'm going to call seven people. Uh-huh. I got to get two. Or more people agreeing <laughs> because there's a lot of people that work unfortunately, but not just the IRS, but a lot of companies that don't know the rules. A lot of people when they're, they get jobs, they don't get any training. It's on-the-job training and sometimes the people who train them were, was not trained so you only know what the people that train you know and some of them don't train you everything that they know for whatever reason, you know. Mm. So a lot of things, you know, uh, you have to read and know for yourself and get an understanding. And the only thing that's helpful is to ask questions. You know, if you don't get the right answers, you know you got to do some research. And if it's bothering you, if you if it keeps you up at night, you know it's something that you really need to look into.
3: I got you. Got you. Okay. So to just to just clarify now. It does not have to be a 501c3 organization. It just has to be a nonprofit organization. Now, does that does that organization have to be registered with the federal government as a nonprofit in order for you to claim them? In
2: order for you to claim them? Yeah, in order, in, order in order for you to, to donate them. money to them? Not for you to donate the money to them, but in order to claim, you know, to get that that, that, that donation. donation on your tax return. Yeah. Uh, yes. Huh? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's various different uh, situation, and I will have to do research. As far as I know,
3: mm-hmm. I know there is
2: some with churches. There's certain rules for churches. Right, and I know that a lot of churches are not 501c three organizations. Okay, and you could donate to them. Okay, right. and you and can you file can... that on your tax return. Own thing, like I said, because if you donate less than five hundred dollars to a agency, then you don't you don't need a receipt. I got you. If it's a cash donation? You. you don't need a receipt. Okay? okay, but if it's over that amount, uh, I would definitely say. Make sure you you get um, some sort of receipt, right? Mhm. Because he yeah. knows a lot of mom and pop churches, you know, and they just a lot of them are just family members going to church, going to a building together. They don't, you know. Right. 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 Uh, it, it's different situations, but like I said. Any questions you have on taxes or information like that, go to the IRS.gov. That's where your CPAs, your accountants, bookkeepers, whoever does your taxes, they have to refer to to those uh, the IRS code because um, it changes all the time. And anybody who tell you for certain when they look at your tax return how much you're gonna get back, uh, I wouldn't trust that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because
2: they don't... How can you know everything, every tax, every experience you have by just looking at somebody's W-2? I've had situations yeah. where people worked at CNA. They worked for a lot of different companies. Had about 10 W-2s. But guess what? It wasn't all the It wasn't all the W-2s. So when, you know, the tax return was completed, the IRS sent them a letter saying... Okay, you have ten, basically in layman terminology, you have ten W twos, but we have twenty.
3: Okay. And then yeah. they
2: say, and I, and then I asked them. I said, well, let's request a transcript. A transcript is whatever the government receives because your employers are required to send the IRS a copy of the money that you made, the withholdings that they—that's that reconciliation form. Okay, that's that 940 form, that federal form that they have to do, you know, one uh-huh. of the many. Uh, and so, you you know, they know how much you made from each job, unless the job didn't report it, okay? They know how much was withheld or not withheld. They know all that. So when you re- request a transcript, because now, before you used to be able to actually get a copy of your tax return, but with the... The rising in in computer and, and you know, everything being electronic and everything wanting to be paperless, you know. Um, now basically, what they have is a transcript. It has a list. Yes. It, and sometimes I'm telling they sometimes the government, whoever keys in that information from your W two from your they don't key in all of it. I've had situations where state taxes city taxes with withheld, but they got lazy it's only- keyed in the the growth wages and the um the uh FICA and the Because you you know you have people working they have time constraints they gotta uh-huh. do a certain amount of taxes and a certain amount of time, so they take shortcuts so what I yeah. do is I have to ask the person, look, try to find your W-2, because a lot of people don't keep their W-2. Try to find your W-2. If you can't find it, get in contact with that employer and ask them for a copy of your W-2. Now, you probably won't get the traditional-looking W-2, but you'll get probably a transcript, but it should have every uh, thing that was withheld from your wages. That's okay. very important. It's very important. If you're the type of person that go to your next door neighbor to get your tax return, you get make sure you get a copy of whatever they sent to the federal government because they might move during the year, and you can't get right. in contact with them. A lot of people who who do people tax return, you know, they do it, what they call, underneath the table. You well, know, I- they don't sign them or anything. So it don't matter. Make sure you get a copy of what... How about this? You get a copy of your tax return. You sign it. You have the... You mail it yourself. Before you mail that information, take the time to pause, go to Office Depot, staple for whatever copy place, you know, wherever they have a copy machine, and you make a copy of that. And you keep that copy until you get your refund. Right. And you compare... What you think you should get back from your copy? If they said refund amount a thousand dollars, you want to look at that check and say, see if you got a thousand dollars. Now, if it's more than a thousand dollars, you got a blessing. But if it's less, you want to know why. So right. you 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 know they made the the person who prepared the ter- return may have made a mistake. You know anything could happen. You know you made they the, the person who prepared the return if you um if they did they missed out on something or calculated something incorrectly and you got more money than you expected then you know you still wanna kinda of look at it I, for me I would wanna know if there are any differences uh between what I calculated and what they came up with, you know. Because, you know, it depends on what your mindset is when you're doing your return, how you you know, whether or not you're gonna um and you might make a mistake you know, we're human beings. We're going to make mistakes. And so, and then sometime I, I'm i sure plenty of you have heard that the government, you know, has, you know, some people have gotten a $200,000 check, and they only made $2,000 that year. So, you know, that's a mistake. That and what you is yeah. take that money yeah. back to the
0: IRS. They are
3: not getting it back. <laughs> Well, they're going to find out oh, about
2: oh, it. Oh, wait, wait what what you mean, did to wait, wait, take that money they, back to the I, R, the No, R and the no, no they going to find out, no, no, no. no they no, may not find no. out right away, but a lot of people, uh, I'll say put it in it. <laughs> a lot of people do this. Put it in their bank account and don't do nothing with it. Just let it draw interest. Exactly. And then when the IRS asks for their money back, you can just write them a check for that 200000 You may have earned, you know, who knows? Depends on how long it takes them to find out. But it has happened. Mhm. It has happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure All you right. take it
2: right to All them, right. to the IRS, and say, hold I, I know hold this hold is a, a mistake. You know, I know cases right. where people have told the IRS is a mistake, but the IRS wouldn't take it back. So they just put it in the bank. See, now that's
3: what I'm talking about. Yeah, so.
1: But is we we, is, is we only got about seven minutes left. Mm hmm. Yeah, and we're going into overtime, exactly. so we're going to keep this conversation going. You know what, though? I don't know who y'all been dealing with because the people I know, if the RV sent them a check for $200,000, that ain't going in no bank. they spending that. They well, are. I, the I'm is, just keep how, it
2: how are you going to cash it? Who's going to cash it for well,
1: you? Well, I. Well, you know what? As, there as has to be
2: somebody you know that's a millionaire that you can endorse it over as to long, them. And, and the bank won't question it because.
1: Stores, as long as you got these corner stores, they'll cash anything for the right amount. They're going to get their yeah, cut up. So
2: they that kind of money, I wouldn't test it because I think the amount is, I don't know, I can't remember. It's either 10000 or $15,000. It's $10,000. Ten thousand. If you deposit in that oh, yeah. bank, the bank is obligated to report it
0: yep.
4: to
2: the feds so. or whoever. If you don't yep. have, you know, any 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 means of, uh, yeah. you know,
0: qualifying yeah. that, for what, that type
2: uh, of money, and then it depends on yeah. who it comes from. Another thing I wanted to mention too is about gift tax. Uh, you are allowed. To, I think the gift tax for this year. I Just looked it up. Look it up again. But you can uh, a, a gift, and I don't know all of. Like I said, you can go to IRS.gov. But I think it's. I hate to guess. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I think it's fifteen thousand about uh, for gift tax that so you can just give to people. Like if you come into a lump sum of money, there's a limit that you can give to people each year. Uh, that you can you sort know, of avoid and taxes on. I I, I just, just just came across that information, so I'll have to do more research on it. So if you well, say like um, if you hit the, the lottery amount, and you want the
3: amount, the amount for the gift tax, um, um, the limit for this year for 2018 is fifteen thousand dollars. That only went up a thousand dollars from 2013 because it used to be fourteen thousand. Is
2: this for 2018? You said fifteen thousand. Yes, for twenty eighteen, fifteen thousand. Okay, all right. So, if you had twenty family members or a lot of relatives, and you wanted to give them some money, you could essentially give them fifteen thousand dollars, and you know you're going to have the check that you wrote them. You just keep all those records for your tax return and and, and report that gift tax, you know, uh, and that will reduce your taxable income. Um, Anything that reduces your taxable income if you got if you gave away uh half of that ten million dollars you won on a lottery, then your tax rate is not gonna be as high as it would be if you had to pay taxes on a full ten million. So it's a blessing in giving. It's an automatic blessing in giving. Uh and uh another thing, volunteer hours. That is uh, a tax deduction. That's on under on the 1040. I think it's uh, a miscellaneous. It's under the miscellaneous column. I don't have that information right in front of me. But that's deductible. Like I said, go to IRS.gov, put in volunteer service, volunteer out. It'll tell you all about it. You know, because a lot of people volunteer their time and don't get anything for it. And sometimes when you're volunteering, people don't treat you as well. You know, they take it for granted. And um, But if you're getting some benefit, you know, from other than, I mean, it's great to volunteer and you, you, you get the benefit of helping somebody or helping a situation or for whatever reason. But if you can get additional benefits from that, you know, that will reduce your taxable income because, you know, these volunteers usually don't get paid. You know, some some cases they might get a stipend or something like that. But if you could benefit some some way, uh, you know, with your volunteering, then, you know, it, it makes you feel a little bit better about volunteering because, hey, hi, you know, I'm, this is reducing my taxable income. I'm going to have to pay the government less taxes, which means that I'm going to get more money back in a tax refund. Any other questions
1: Hello, okay. I don't know where she went. I bet she, oh, okay. she had to run out real fast. <laughs> I don't know. look, I'm like you like, okay, where everybody went to anyway, <laughs> ah, <okay. laughs> <Either> anyway, <laughs> you know, um you actually brought up some very, 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 very good points. And I understand what the cafeteria tax is about now, so I'm good. I understand that. Um, you know, but when you start talking about the IRS, you know, having had some very close dealings with those individuals, you know, they they are a tricky bunch. And I understand, like you said, they are individuals, and, you know, they, they um, you know,
4: they're they, they
1: going to make errors. They are. Right. You know, but it, I, I, I'm I'm a like this. When you go to the IRS, you go to them like you're going to a child support hearing. Make sure you have everything you possibly can take up to take with you, because some of the folks they have no idea what they're doing. They really don't. Exactly. You know, and the more the more proof that you can have with you of what you've earned and what you haven't earned is in your best interest. And
2: don't provide now, don't any get additional room. information than what they ask yeah. you for. You know, even yeah. if you have a family member, a friend, or somebody who has experience, they don't have to be a CPA or anything, you can say, well, they're here as my support. This is my cousin. They want to, you know, I need them. their support, whatever. You bring them with, mm-hmm. with you because a lot of people, you know, when they go in front of the IRS, they're very stressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people don't get a good night's sleep the night before because they're scared or what? The, you know, they don't know why. You know. Right. And so I just put it like this: some of some of you, some of the, some people, they will put things on their tax return and they know good and well they don't have any documentation for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So what I tell right. them what you have done is gotten a free loan from the IRS. <laughs> if you get audited. Just be prepared to pay. Don't stress. They have a payment plan. Yes, they okay? do.
1: Okay. They
2: have they a have payment plan. On that
1: payment payment. They
2: asked yeah. you to, they ask you for a budget how much you can pay. I had experience where I, I was audited. They they gave me a budget, they said that I could pay how much did they tell me? They told me, because I, I was paying my tithes, you know, so I had a lot of tithes, And they told mm. me, they just ignored my tithes on my budget. Mm. They told me mm-hmm. I could afford to pay, I think it was like $400 a month when I had told them I could only pay them $100 a month. But what mm. I did, I consistently paid them $100 a month, okay? Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, when I filed the next year's taxes, they took all of my refund, okay? Right. I owed a little bit more. That second year, uh, they did not take any of my refund, and I still owed them money. So there's laws that they had in place that I wasn't aware of because it was the first time i was well, the first and only time i ever been audited, um, that I didn't know that they could not take your refund two years in a row then that may have changed because it's been a number of years ago. Uh, but I was happy. And fortunate enough, I had enough of a refund to pay them off mm. with my refund. And mm-hmm. so it worked out well for me, you know. But some people owe the IRS so much money it takes years
0: to yeah. pay them off. But well, the key yeah. thing with yeah. the
2: IRS is do not ignore them. When they send you a letter questioning anything, oh. get on that phone you call yeah. them.
0: Yeah. You when right you, right it's right you mm-hmm. yeah. ignore them. <laughs> well, you yeah. Yeah. The
2: same thing with your bill
1: collector. hmm Pardon me? We ignore some
2: of them. You can't ignore it. Even with your bill collector. They want you to mm-hmm. communicate. They don't have the right to talk to you any kind of way. You know? You know, because if you are, you have a lot of bills at one time when I had a lot of bills. I said to the, the person, they were very nasty, you know, demanding at that that pay. I said, listen, I have a lot of bills. I said, I'm not trying to pay nobody who's talking nasty to me. I said, I can pay you or I can pay that person that's really nice to me, working with me, working within my budget, you know. I said, I have a choice, you know. hmm I said, because you're going to continue to talk to me in a disrespectful manner just because I owe, owe some, owe you some money? Hey, I can say the heck with it. I ain't got to pay it. Because, you know, after a certain amount of years, it's going to fall off anyway. You know, and if you have all <laughs> the credit you need, you know, in your life,
0: mm-hmm.
2: hey, what do you care? The thing about mm-hmm. businesses, when they owe you money, and a lot of people tell you with the credit card, you can call your own credit card company. They have these... These debt consolidation company. You can call your own credit card company, and you can say to them, "Listen, I'm unemployed. I don't have any money to pay. What can you do? You know, if you are a good customer, you know they're gonna work with you. You know, they 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 can they they can waive your interest, the interest that, that that's accumulated." They can make, I have, I have a situation where uh, we made a settlement agreement on credit card. Mm-hmm. They owe, like, right. $10,000. They was like, can you get me $1,500? And mm-hmm. I was like, can you borrow 1500 for somebody and get this done? Sure. They was able to borrow the 1500 pay that debt off. Now, sometimes it depends on the company. They will weigh uh, the difference. But some mm-hmm. companies will put it on. Will 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 send you a ten ninety nine for the amount that they waived, and you have to pay taxes on that. But a lot of companies, really? like I guess, yeah. It's you know, there's so many circumstances out here where people are out there that are willing to help. Because guess what? When they when they waive those interest fees in accounting mm-hmm. in a company, what what uh, if if they waive those fees initially? If you owe a company money, it's called accounts receivable. That means that they're expecting to receive twenty thousand. Say if your interest you owe, you owe your balance, your principal was twenty thousand, and you mm-hmm. owed uh, most of that was like five thousand dollars in interest.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
2: they can. Reduce that principal down to like I said fifteen hundred if they at ninety percent that's a real deal, okay, listen to me closely, that interest they mm-hmm. can waive altogether okay, hmm. okay, and what they can do is they will not some companies will not send you a ten ninety nine and make you pay the difference between the twenty thousand and the fifteen. 100 that they settle with you for Now some companies did mm-hmm. they, they consider that as income to you because they gave you uh, Some money eighteen eighteen thousand five hundred 18,500 dollars They gave you which mm-hmm. is the difference between the 20,000 that you owe in principle and the 1,500 that they settle with you for Okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: You don't care mm-hmm. about that you worry about that at the end of the year, okay? If that happens, but mm-hmm. some companies just, just settle with you, and that's it, okay? You have to make sure when you do those settlement agreements that you're clear on, are you going to send me on 1099 for the difference? You know, you want to hear no, okay? Because those credit card companies, they make a lot of money, and the interest rates of all of them are too high. Too high. Mm. Um, and yeah. so what, ha- what will happen is that amount of money that they gave you, which is twenty thousand less than fifteen hundred that they sell it with, the eighteen thousand five hundred, before on their books it was account receivable. Now it becomes an expense because they have paid you,
0: mm.
2: and what that's doing mm. for that company is reducing their taxable income. Mm. And that's why they write it off. They ain't not know your friend. They're they're in business to make money. They're in hmm. business to make money. And a lot of people don't <laughs> understand that. It. I mean, they don't have to do it. And it's a blessing when that happens. But if you don't ask, if you're afraid to ask, then you know a lot of times you don't get things because you don't ask for it. A lot of times, right. employees does. Do not get raises because, you know, you're a dedicated employee and you work hard and you're doing two and three and four people jobs. And they're saying, well, shoot, we ain't paying her much and she doing all that. It, you know, let it stay like it is. She might do less work if we pay her more. No, you ask that. Hmm. But you have to be prepared when you do that to do something, when you ask mm-hmm. that. I've seen a lot of people threaten to quit and get raises. I've seen a lot of people quit, left, and were called back, and got the raise they deserve. It's unfortunate mm. that employers do not, you know, pay their good staff adequately. You know
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, that they
2: have to resort to that, but you know that's the way things happen in the world. You
0: know,
2: <laughs> and you yeah. see, see, your supervisor might be making a hundred thousand dollars, and they paying you thirty, and that supervisor. Is doing absolutely nothing. If you if you were on vacation for two weeks, they couldn't function without. It. They calling you on your vacation. Something is wrong mm-hmm. with that person, you know. And a lot of employers lose good employees because they don't treat them right.
1: Mm. that is true.
2: So it's it's all a, a, a cycle, and everything is calculated, and you know they, they they you know they know exactly what they're doing. They know the purpose behind. But you know we get so stressed out uh, with the the IRS of it all and the bills of it all. We get you know overwhelmed, and we just you know kind of pacify. So it's okay to pacify yourself. Go to happy hour, whatever you do to make you feel good. You know, shoot some pool, you know, go bowling. But at the end of the day, those bills are going to still be there. And so the bottom line: mm-hmm. communication, 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 and making sure you're clear and making sure whatever promises they make to you, a lot of people don't like to back it up with documentation. Send me something. We had a conversation. If they don't send it to you, you send it to them. Per our conversation on uh, May 18, you know, we agreed upon this. Send it to them. Uh, I I know this fantastic lawyer, she's passed away now, but she... (laughs) She went Mm -hmm. to school at the tender age of 60 to get her Mm. law degree. She was a white woman. She went to Howard University because she wanted to do civil rights law. And she said the reason why she went is because she was tired of people lying to her. (laughs) And she was a very well-known, prominent uh, leader in the uh, disabilities movement, she was awesome. And one of the things mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he shared was like, "Yeah, send him a letter. And you can CC me on anything. You don't have to send it to me. It's CC me on it. So sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you know a lawyer it ain't okay for you to CC them and not send you there. Yes, yeah, sometimes when people see. A certain CC, and especially as a lawyer, things happen. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice, and you, may, you might even know a lawyer that works at your company, and you, you know, confiding them about your situation, and you know, he said, "Mind if I CC you on the, the credit card letter I'm sending you?" You know, them about what they promised me. Nah, go ahead. It's not gonna hurt nothing. You know, take them out to lunch. You know, whatever. You know. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to use your networks. Uh, get over the fact that you don't want nobody in your business because they probably already know your business because they're probably in the same situation as you. And there's nothing new under the sun. Whatever you're going through, somebody else has gone through it before you, and they'll go they'll go through it after you. So uh, it's good to share information, and, you know, with people you can confide in, you can, you can trust too. You know, if it's not your pastor, maybe somebody else's pastor. A lot of times people, for whatever reason, I could be uh, anywhere in the grocery store. They'll come up to me and they'll tell me, oh, their business, hmm. And I listen yeah. to them and I give them advice. And then I run and, yeah, I did what you told me to do. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, uh, it makes me feel good because I have helped somebody. You know, and if I can help somebody get a good night's sleep, it, it's worth it to me, you know, uh, because I, I get all that back and blessings, you know, untold blessings that, you know, uh, I mean, I've gotten money from people who I never thought I would ever see my money again in life. And they would send it to me and anytime any time anybody owes me money. Whenever I get it, I need it because <laughs> bills come every month. <laughs> Even if you're wealthy, you're going to have a utility bill, you know. You're going to have groceries to buy, you know. You're going to have something that you need to spend money on. So, um, you know, it it it, it 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 feels good to help people. And 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 when you help others, you're helping yourself because it, it really reiterates what you already know. You know, and sometimes people who are not even in the, the game can ask you questions. You know, like uh, earlier, when we were talking about the wage taxes and the, and the withholding and the FICA, you know, when she asked the question about uh, other taxes, you know, that mm. brought up the conversation about, yes, in, in different states, different states have different taxes. You know, e- even with um, home ownership, you know, some counties have county taxes that you have to pay. In the state of Florida, we have to pay real estate taxes but sometimes one some counties, you had to pay real estate taxes and county taxes and city taxes too on your property you own in certain situations so everything yep, is situational true. because you can't nobody can tell you well this is what happened to me no you gotta everything is individualized it may be some similarities but you know it, it's some very variance, and you have to ask the question and uh, sometimes you, you you have to be prepared to wait. You know, these days when you call people, first of all, you got to go through a, 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 a list of questions and press one or two or three or four. You know, most of the time I use press zero because I want to talk to a human being. You know? Right,
0: right.
2: And, uh, and sometimes I admit I hang up the phone if I can't understand the human being that I get. 'Cause I'm already stressed out. And it, it, it mm-hmm. and if I have to keep saying I don't understand you, I can't hear you i gonna it's easy for me to just hang up the phone. That's not good customer service skill, but you know when you're you're trying to get things done and your time is limited, you know, you're stressed. So you do whatever you can to reduce that stress, so
4: hmm.
2: but uh you have yeah. to communicate.
1: You have to communicate. That's what I'm talking have to about. communicate. Mm, there that word Do not me. ignore
2: the IRS. If you have a question, <laughs> you just started a job with an employee, ask that question on your first paycheck. If you don't understand, mm-hmm. so most of the time, if you're a salary and employee, that check is going to stay the same, unless you get a raise, or if you say, well, I don't want to work full time anymore, I want to work part time. You need to look at that first check of your part time pay if you know it's going to be the same amount each time. You know, just a check to make sure it's correct.
1: Right. And, and you know what? You you did say something very interesting there. Um, if, if you're working and you get that first paycheck and you don't understand anything on that check, that's when you need to start asking questions right, right then and there. Because if and they make
2: amazing. a mistake on that it, first it's, one, it's, guess what? It's going to be yes. on the rest.
1: That's it. And it's amazing mm-hmm. because... In today's society, everybody quick to run to Google or whatever and do a search on the smallest of things. But when it comes to your your money, you know your your livelihood, you won't do it. It's like mm-hmm. going to the doctor. You talk a whole bunch of stuff, but you get to the doctor and you just quiet. Yeah. So you know, and that's what <laughs> one of the few times you should be boisterous and ask a whole bunch of questions.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if you go to a doctor and they don't take the time to answer your question, you need to change doctors. Hmm. You know, I have told uh, my doctor, he was real quiet, and he was like, okay, uh, that's, that's a wait a minute. I have some questions to ask you. Matter of fact, I made a list so I won't forget, because this is, you know, mm-hmm. we only get one body, okay? Most of us don't like to go to the doctor anyway, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, you need to allow mm-hmm. some time to talk to me about my situation, and you need to be able to talk to me in layman terminology, in a language right. that Anybody can understand And if I don't understand that Break it down some more You know Right And so yeah, once a, he a, finished a, I a, said to him thank you so much For allowing me to mm. ask the question You can go now And he laughed You know But that's uh, the kind of doctor you want You want somebody And uh, so many people Unfortunate Especially elderly people You know They're in the, in the doctor's office by themselves And If it's not a good doctor, you know they rush them out. It just, it's really sad. So, but that's the way of the world.
0: Yep, that is
1: the way of the world. You're right. Mm You have to ask
2: them questions, especially when it comes to your money. Exactly. Or anything involving you, you because one body, one life to live. You know, and when and when that body is shut down, you know, by death. Or by accidents or illness, you know some parts you can't use anymore, you know. But there's always ways to communicate. Uh, but you really, even if you're scared, you know. I, I know, and I tell people I'll be scared all the time. But you know, I believe in God. I say a prayer, Lord help me. And sometimes I'll say to people, you know, I'm really afraid to ask you this, but I I, I need to ask you this. You know, if they're nasty to me, you know what I say? I guess I have to go to your supervisor because I need an answer to my Mm. question. Guess what? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: A lot of times they'll turn around and say, well, what was your question? And then sometimes (laughs) I ask them, really nasty, what is your problem? And sometimes they'll Mm. tell me, it has nothing to do with you. You know, Uh -uh. they had an argument with their husband last night. You don't want to hear that, but sometimes you have to hear that to get what you need from people.
3: Right. and after that right. you can
2: call them anytime and they'll be like oh how you doing yeah good to see you. yeah honey my husband yeah okay alright now you know right, let's talk business now you know but you have to en- be engaging you know with people you right. can network with people and I just had a conversation with somebody about the difference between networking and connecting now you can network with people everyday you go to a conference you meet people you all exchange business card. You know, you may meet for lunch. You just talk about whatever, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. You
2: have connected because you have reached outside of the, you know, exchange a business card and and establish a relationship with that person. The next level is you might Mm -hmm. actually do business with that person. So networking is an overused term today. you got to network and connect, and that's very important because that's how you – you gain knowledge and information that you can share and you can receive. And that's important. It's all about communication. Yeah,
0: that
1: is true. Communication. Okay. I wouldn't make a song about it, but I don't feel like writing one right now.
3: But I'll okay. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Don't. What? Do not do that. Do not who? Oh, whatever. Shame.
1: You already know
3: what
1: said, the rules is for the show, and you'll sing I said I was going to write a song. I said I was going to sing it, but now that you have said something, I'll sing it, too, when I write it now. And I ain't oh, going to tell you
3: man.
1: when. All right. I'll probably um,
3: forget right
1: now. Nah, uh, Not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank Faith for dropping in with us today Hanging out with us uh, She put out some great information And um, I really do appreciate it I hope y'all learned a little bit of clapping. You know Yeah That's loud. Okay That audience clap is loud man i tell you But anyway We want to thank you Faith And um, I think if you Nobody figured out anything When it came to anything else Hope you know you um talk about the Social Security thing, you know, uh, and your taxes. So those two main things most people are very involved with, if nothing else, you know. <laughs> you know, those two things there, taxes and Social Security, you know, FICA. Now, hopefully you know what FICA is and what the the purpose of FICA is as well. Um, so, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, Let's see, well, before we get out here. Um, you know, we didn't talk about the thing We didn't talk about for those that 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 um Considering retiring early Because I think a, a lot of that They have to do some financial planning For that as well You know uh, be, And the reason why I'm saying that Because if you're retiring early You know um, Here I live in the military community So most have at least the VA to cover them medically But what about those That don't have once they leave whatever job they're working for or what have you, you know, they have to understand that when they go out there to try and get that medical health care, you know, they're going to be in for a culture shock, you know, because it's not cheap out there. We already know that it's not cheap. And they're not trying to make it any cheaper, right? Right. So I'll I say make sure that that is a part of your plan. You know, make sure you can afford your health care, you know, because that, that is something that is very, very important. Very important, and sometimes you may actually have to live on less, you know, when you first retire, you know, just to get the, get the um get the feel of what it feels like to be retired and not have that, quote-unquote, steady income come in sometimes, because some people be just retired just to be retired, you know, and you don't have that income come in, so you have to understand, you know, you're going to have to live a little bit on, on a lot less than what you used to, but before you do that, try and get out as much debt as you can as well. You know that that's that's one of the bigger bigger issues. Um, Faye has has mentioned it. Uh, Patrice mentioned it a couple of um, Fridays ago. You know that debt, them credit cards you walking around with, willing to whip out every ten seconds. You know, hey, pay them things off, especially if you get close to what you think is your retirement time. Yeah, because you don't want you do not want to carry that type of stuff into your retirement if you can help it. Not a lot of debt anyway. Yeah, we know in today's world, you know, sometimes you're going to have to have a little bit just because that's the way it's set up. But you don't have to have a whole bunch that's going to have, you know, you strung out around the neck and you're turning gray before you time. And it's okay, y'all, to get a side hustle. You know what I mean? It is okay to get a side hustle. Side hustles are fun sometimes. You know, you, you'd be surprised. You do um, art craft. You could do... Uh, you got Uber, you got Lyft, uh, photos, you know, you may be a DJ. Or so. I mean, it's always a side hustle you can get into. You know, make sure you can you, you, you consider that as well. No, there's nothing that's got to be spectacular. you got to be out front with everyone because actually what happens is if you start drawing Social Security, whether it's before you, your time or during your time, and you say, well, I want to go back to work. You do, you do realize, since you draw on Social Security, there's only so many hours you can work before they just start taking your Social Security back from you. I'm just want to let you know that.
0: Yeah, that's true, man.
1: Yeah, that is so true. And a lot of people don't understand that, though. So, you know, you have to think they double-dipping. Yeah, they double-dipping all right. <laughs> yeah, they double-dipping. And it's never too late to invest. You know, if you have no idea about what's out there, what you're going to invest in, hey, there's always someone, you know, go to your bank or whatever and help you figure it out. It, it, it's not as difficult as you may think. You just need to dedicate the time to, to actually get the information. Yes, Faye, I hear you. I saw you. What's up?
4: I said yes, something I, got you one going. One
2: thing I didn't uh, tell you what the, the meaning of FICA, F-I-C-A, is the federal Insurance Contributions Act, uh, that's mm-hmm. what that stands for. And also right. uh, the Social Security portion, a uh, percentage of the 7.65 is 6.2%
3: is mm-hmm. Social
2: Security, uh, is for the Social Security retirement benefits, and 1.45%. Is for the Medicare benefit. So if you add the right. six point two plus the one point four five, that gives you the seven point six five percent, which is FICA, right. which is the amount that's taken uh, of your earnings. Uh, for right. and then,
1: and, yeah, and the employee has the match that as well. So yeah, an
2: employer has the match med- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. And so. Uh. And you mentioned something about uh, about the retirement and the and, um, the medical um uh, I can tell you that the Affordable Care Act if you're healthy and and uh you're not a person that lives at the doctor's office is affordable and it has saved mm-hmm. a lot of lives. Uh, now if you're not healthy, uh if you're overweight, those are one of the main factors that will cause you to have to pay more money with any insurance. Um, and a lot of people do not like to hire people that are overweight because they know that that person's um, insurance rate is going to be higher. They do not like to hire people who or have a lot of health problems because that's another, you know, factor that will increase your health insurance. Uh, if you're working for an employer, it increases because, you know, if you're constantly having operations, going to the doctor, you know you're out a lot. You know, uh, then that will increase the health insurance for you. So uh, a good thing to practice is, you know, try to exercise, try to lose weight. Is is it's, I've been trying for uh, probably twenty years to get down to that size that I like. Uh, so you know, that's one of the things to consider. You know, um, especially when you retire because with the Medicare there's a, a percentage of that Medicare that you're going to have to pay for your premium. It's not, It mm-hmm. used to be, you know, kind of free, but now with the, the cost of um, medical insurance being so high, you have paid into the Medicare account for years while you were working. You paid 1.45% of your wages into that account. Mm-hmm. But right, even after you retire and you're eligible for Medicare insurance, there's a premium amount you have to pay, and then you have to uh go through the different plans to decide which one is affordable with, for you for your condition so the healthier you you try to get before you retire, and even after you retire is is very important uh they just want to mention that you know we could just talk. One day just on social security That's a whole topic by itself Payroll payroll taxes That's a whole topic Mm -hmm. by by itself Your your expenses Credit cards Utilities all that is a whole topic By itself and there's a lot of benefits Out here that Cities offer that a lot of people Do not know about But you have to read You know Mm -hmm. I have to research It's all out there it's free you know, the libraries are free. If you don't have a computer, they have uh, computers at the library that you can use. It, it's really no excuse. And so I just want to add that. Okay. Great.
1: Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. See, more information being passed on, y'all. That's what we talk talking about right there.
2: More information. So can I go now?
1: Um, <laughs> yes, you can go now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I've had a, a few okay. phone calls while while I've been talking. So okay. <laughs>
1: All right.
2: Okay, well, thank you for inviting me. Okay. (laughs) All right. Take care. All
1: right. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So, yeah. And also, remember, there are certain loopholes that's out there. That's how rich people stay rich. They find the loopholes. They find the loopholes. So research, find the loopholes. That's how you're going to make it work. That's how you're gonna make it work. All right. Well, we're gonna get up out of here. It's been fun. I have had fun. I really did. Uh learned a lot. We got a lot of information for you. Um, uh, we'll be placing this information on in the um on the website sometime this weekend, so it'll be there for you. Uh, and just we just keep putting it out there until we all get to where we need to be financially. You know, I know something some for some of us it's gonna be harder than others, but with hard work, you can do. Now, the, the weight loss thing, I'm not. I'm not even going there. Okay,
2: I am where I am,
1: and I'm gonna stay where I'm gonna stay. Right, I, I, I'm just gonna put it there. Been this way for years, so why try and change it now? I'm happy. I'm healthy. You know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to really pay attention to why these folks want you a certain size. You know what I mean? Why they want you uh, 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 at a certain level? Now, honestly. Um, honestly, I do believe it's setting you up for the, for the, you know, because they have to have so many in the population at a certain size. So when they get rid of the the other group, they can have the other ones to take over. You know, I'm sorry, I don't want to be. I don't look, look. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be 142 pounds. You know how skinny and tiny that is, really? That all? Oh, no, 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 no. A good gust of wind going, I go blowing across the street somewhere. I'm sorry. I will stay at 240, and I dare some gun to walk up on me acting crazy. See, y'all got to think about that, too. Got to think about that. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know why I said that, but I just had to say it at the time. But anyway, yeah, so there. All right. So um, Pete, give me some last words when we get out of here for the weekend.
3: Alright, we got the inspirational poem for today. Uh, it is entitled Money, Money, Money. is by Michael Say, and it's money, money, money. It's such a wonderful word. Some say it's the root to all evil. Um, how stupid and absurd. It's the most uninformed statement I, I have ever heard, usually made by the unsuccessful or the monetary nerds. Others say that money makes the world go round, whether it's the dollar, the yen, or even the pound. Money has a nice ring to it, such as a wonderful sound. Using it wisely can secure your future, so I have found. Some pray for health and happiness and others for money. If it's money you pray for, don't be left feeling awkward or funny. Money changes lives from extremely dull to bright and sunny. So ask God for whatever you want, even a life filled with milk and honey. So that's the inspirational word for today. Remember to live in this one-world system, and you can have what you want. That's it. You guys have a great weekend.
1: All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's the rest of you picked that poem, because I was going to play the song Price Tag, and the lyrics of the song, don't worry about the money, 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 you know, and, and you, you got that poem using the same phrase. I'm like, okay.
3: <laughs> wow. Hey, because we did we are
1: safe, yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah I'm glad I ain't played that song I ain't picked that song anyway But it,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: But yeah, I, but yeah I, I I was considering it I really was So interesting, interesting Alright, thank you um, Hey, we'll be back here Monday, man We are gonna talk a little Bill Cosby Hey, y'all, guess what? Ebola is back Yeah Our friend Ebola has Resurfaced in the Congo Yeah, that's in Africa For those that don't know Nobody. Uh, But uh, we'll talk a little bit About that as well And these shootings That have happened in the last couple of days At these schools Interesting, huh? We still yeah. got shootings going on in schools mm. yeah, but man, We're going to talk about that And a lot of other things what you know Whatever we find over the weekend So just make sure you tune in and check us out, all right? And that will be right. 2 PM Central 3 to 12 to 7, right. one mountain time. <laughs> Remember, keep smiling. Show appreciation to give with an open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest and the best thing, I always say, learn to laugh at yourself, even in the worst of the times. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy, baby. You hear me? Everything else is just gravy. All right, so... We'll get out of here. We're gonna take you out of here with some to Be" by BB Roxa featuring the Florida Georgia Line, y'all. Nice cut too. See y'all on Monday. Have a great weekend. We out of here.
0: Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash.
1: No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here.
0: Who? I didn't dream you right, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Girl, I'm tired of the fake love, show me what you're made of Boy, make me believe Oh, hold up, girl, don't you know you're beautiful And it's easy to see If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be, it'll be Won't you ride with me, ride with me See where this thing goes if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, if it's meant to be So come on Ride with me, ride with me See where this thing goes So come on Ride Okay. Come on, baby, Maybe just let it be Let's go. So won't you ride yeah. with me, ride with me